0: My name's Josh. My name's Brett. Welcome to Hapticast. That's right.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hapticast, episode twenty. Yes. My name's Josh Tolan. I'm joined by my friend, good friend, Brett Roberts. Hello What's Brett. What's up
0: everybody? Hey Josh. How you doing?
1: i'm doing quite well thank you uh,
0: you know this is this is our first time uh talking to each other in about a week you were on vacation how was it
1: yeah i was on vacation it was um it was good it was nice to be off for a while
0: um you know kind
1: of disconnect from things um and it was also nice during that just kind of check in once in a while and see you know how our uh, how our content's been doing now that we're back um which, by the way, I just, I was thinking about it last night before I left to come home. Um, which, by the way, I just got, like, I literally just got back, like, two hours ago. I'm not unpacked. Like, I threw my shit down and I got on and we started prepping to film and stuff. So I apologize if I'm scramble brained a little bit here and there. That's but, commitment. That's commitment. Um, it was cool to see, uh, and I guess I want to thank people for just kind of supporting um, some of our new stuff. Um, now that we came back, I feel like, you know, it's it we've been getting a lot of positive reception um a lot of like good criticism and feedback too um so I, yeah i just want to say to thank everybody for tuning in to all of our new content we really appreciate it it means a lot um, i know we both had a great time putting all of that together um and just sharing
0: it again with everybody so yeah yeah absolutely it was a it was a good time getting back in the saddle and you know like you said the whole creating The thumbnails and editing the video and everything was a lot of fun so it's good good to be back thanks to everybody for uh, for checking us out
1: yeah and we do have quite the packed show for everybody today Um, a lot of stuff to talk about um, a lot of very juicy nice meaty claws to get into if you will Um, but before we do that what have you done this last week since I've been back. we have I haven't played any games with you. I don't know what's going on.
0: Tell me, what are you doing? This past week, I mean, has it been two weeks or one week since we filmed last? Two? I, th- I think it's been two weeks actually, yeah. It just kind of worked out because
1: we, had to, we filmed and then we had to kind of redo some assets
0: and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it took us a little bit longer than it would've. Okay, I was gonna say, because last week when you were gone, I really didn't do much. It was like you were gone. I, I just I did stuff around the house. I'm actually on vacation this week, so Mm -hmm. this week coming up. So uh, I was just doing stuff around the house, getting stuff for work finished up, um, prepping basically so I could take my vacation for a week. Uh, I did watch uh, Haunting of Hill House, which was a recommendation from you. And? Yeah. You finished it? it. Yeah, yeah. I liked it a lot. Mm -hmm. I thought for some reason that it was only eight episodes long. I don't know why I thought that. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's 10, right? It's 10, yeah and I was eight episodes in, and it was like a really juicy episode, I believe, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's it's when the, uh, the father and one of the sons drives back to the house, mm-hmm. because someone's there. Right. Uh, and I was like, holy shit, like this is like, there's a lot happening right now, and it's gonna end, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was really high on it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then it was like, next episode, when the credits hit, and I was like, what? Yeah. So episode nine happened, and I actually did not like episode nine, Mm -hmm. at all it kind of focused on the mother and Mm -hmm. um you know what was going on inside her head the whole time that's actually my least that's my least favorite episode of the whole series too okay i'm glad we agree i just thought it was kind of boring and they were just showing the same shit again i didn't think it was necessary Mm -hmm. but the last episode was great and the whole show as a whole i'd give it like a solid four or 4.5 out of five so i liked Mm -hmm. it a lot and did you start bly manor yet i did not start bly manor no okay but that's that's next on my list. Um, yeah, there was a lot of good spooks in it, a lot of good scares. like um, mm-hmm. I had my eye on the background the whole time. Mm-hmm. I know that that's a thing with with this this series is you have to pay attention to the backgrounds because there's are scary things and hidden mm-hmm. things all over the place. Um, I'll tell you what, there was one moment that really actually got me, and it was a jump scare.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's the scene where they're in a car. It's the two sisters in the car together. and they're driving also to the manor or to the house the hill house and mm-hmm. just all of a sudden out of nowhere it just ah, like gets you yeah. oh my yeah. god it got but me it, it's so bad it's
1: so effective because the show doesn't rely on them really so mm-hmm. when it happens it's it's very earned you know i, I mean? agree
0: i agree um and the last thing i'll say about hill house was i texted you while i was watching it because there was an episode and it's my favorite episode episode six Episode six, where it was just one take scenes after one take scene after one take scene. And it was like 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. It was nuts. Mm -hmm. So I was watching it with my girlfriend, Jess, and I just kept saying to her, like, have you noticed that they haven't made one single cut? And when they did make a cut, they hit it very well. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm getting goosebumps just because from you talking about it. Yeah, it was so well done. And how they
1: transitioned from like the one setting to the completely other setting in a different timeline, like between the house and then where the morgue is
0: and like all that. Yeah, absolutely. There was a point where um, Theodora, I think that's her name. She falls because she's supposed to be drunk. And in my head, I'm like, I wonder if she actually fell on accident, but they Mm -hmm. kept rolling and they Mm -hmm. improvised. Like, I'm really curious as to how much of that scene was improvised because of how many takes it must have taken for them to to get that one single take. So
1: Mike Flanagan actually on the, so on the, I have the uh, director's special edition, like Blu-ray or whatever, like the director's cut. So there's some like extended episodes and stuff. There is commentary on that episode and Mike Flanagan actually said there's only like one of those takes that they had to redo. So those are all like they, I'm sure they rehearsed a lot before they did the
0: takes, but there's only one that they actually had to stop and restart on. That's excellent. And mm-hmm. for those that don't know what we're referring to, it's essentially a really heated moment where the whole family comes back together uh, at the funeral. Or would you call it a funeral? It was kind of like the before the funeral where the family just got together, yeah. right? Yeah,
1: like, like the viewing, like the family only type of viewing, like before the funeral. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it was just one of their family members died and they all came together for the first time in a very long time. So it's very heated. One character's drunk. Um, one character's a former drug addict. So there's a lot of tension there, and they did it all in one take, and it was just mm-hmm. mind mind blowing. Yeah, so cool. I'm really happy you watched that. I'm happy I watched it too. And yeah. there's a couple more things I want to I want to watch. Um, obviously, Halloween's in a couple weeks, so I want to mm-hmm. watch a couple more horror films and you know start a couple more series. Uh, yeah. One thing that I'm really hankering to watch again is Over the Garden Wall which I know we watched together. Mm -hmm. So that's a good Halloween, you know, series, TV show. Yeah, it's great.
1: If you haven't watched Over the girl, I suggest watching it. It's really short, too. They're very short episodes. Yeah, 15 Um, minutes each. Yeah. So I think you can watch it probably in, I don't know, two and a half hours, maybe less than that. It's it's really quick.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, besides all that, I haven't really been playing anything. Um, I think a little bit of Apex as usual. Mm uh i did pick up uh super mario 3d all-stars i've been playing Mm -hmm. that a little bit too i know steven our buddy steven used to be on the pod he Mm
2: -hmm.
0: beat i think all three of them or at least he beat galaxy and sunshine i think definitely yeah he grinded the hell out of it Damn! but i'm primarily playing sunshine and i'm going back and playing 64 a little bit i've already beaten 64 i beat sunshine but i sunshine's the one i beat like the longest amount of time ago, so I really want to get into that and finish that, and then I'm going to do Galaxy, which I've never played. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah Galaxy
1: Galaxy is the one I really want to get to. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, so I was on vacation right before vacation. I started my now. It's like the third year, I guess, in a row. Maybe there was one extra in between there that I've rewatched the the Saul franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm on Saul. I have to watch Saul five now. So I have a couple more left. Um, I love Saul, as you know. Um, really underrated as like an actual narrative series, like horror series too.
0: Um, yeah. How everything connects. Hey, and just um, a quick plug. Uh, you know, I did notice that you were reviewing all of them on your Letterbox profile. That is anchored, So if, yes. if anyone's interested in checking out uh, Josh's reviews of the Saw franchise, check out his mm-hmm. Letterbox, which is down below in the description. Yeah, yeah. so you it'll, you can click for my link tree and then there's
1: a link in that to Letterboxd. Um, I have a, a list ranking currently before the rewatch of my like ranking of the Saw franchise um, and then reviews for each movie as I'm kind of going through them. Um, So yeah, good point. Um, I watched, I binged Haunting of Bly Manor right before I left for vacation, um, basically in like a sitting and a half. Like I I watched it really quickly. Wow. Uh, um, And then on vacation, I read The Turn of the Screw, which is the book that Bly Manor is based off of. Oh, wow. Um, it's not that long. Um, it's a Henry James novel. It's really short. Um, it's like 120 pages. Um, it's really good though. Um, it's, it's You can see the similarities between like Bly Manor and that, um, but The Haunting of Bly Manor also, also takes a bunch of other like of Henry James's short stories and kind of interweaves them with the characters. So it's not mm. all based on the novel, but it's really good. So I read that. Um, I picked up and read Haunting of Hill House too, like the original book. That it was based off of because i was like let me just get through it and then i read a lot of horror manga i finally finished tomi from junji ito um which is great um i read his newer one um no longer human um which quickly has excelled to like the top of my favorite junji ito books really yeah Uh, we we could talk about that more later i haven't read it i have it i didn't read it it's um It's so fucked up. It is so fucked up. And it's more Junji Ito always, you know, it's the Junji Ito page turn. It's the gross out. It's the holy shit. This is so weird and fucking vile. Or there's this abysmal character whatever it is. No longer human really is the first Junji Ito manga that I've read that I'm like. He is, he's always kind of gotten into his. Upbringing and like how he is always the outcast and weird and stuff like that This one is the first time I felt like he really took those layers of his life and just peeled them the fuck off I'm like here is every abysmal thing that I did in my life. Here's like all of these terrible This just fucking abysmal character at the front and center of it and you can't help but feel Terrible for him and you're like this is it's a tragedy. It is an utter tragedy that novel and I couldn't believe it. And it's disgusting and things happen in it that are like Junji Ito tropes for sure. But it's like disgusting in a whole nother way because this character is so abysmal, but you can't help but to feel terrible for him. Wow. Um, so I really recommend that. It kind of blew my mind. I was like, I was not expecting to it to go to the places I did. Um, wow. More horror manga. I read um, that uh, HP Lovecraft short stories that you got me. Um, so mm-hmm. there's three of them in there. That was awesome. Pa- uh, the, um, oh my God, the strange something of Panorama Island, the strange events, strange tale of Panorama Island or something, mm-hmm. which was totally fucked and weird and also very beautiful.
0: Um, and that was like a limited a, reprint, I think, right? We got the limited reprint of that in English? Yeah,
1: yeah, we got the limited English reprint. Um, that was really hard to find. And there was a very brief couple of years ago or last year a very brief reparent of like a really nice collectors type of version of it yeah but um, some colored panels and beautiful book like um, you know hardcover book um, yeah that was awesome and I think I think I'm forgetting something else um, but oh I read the um, Stephen King novel um, Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption which is what the movie Shawshank Redemption is based off of gotcha. um, just as a quick little read, which was phenomenal as well. So a lot of reading, more reading than I've done in a really long time, but it was so nice to be able to read, which was, I guess, was the best part about The Vacation is I could just fucking read all this shit that I had. So. Absolutely. Very cool. Yeah. Anyway,
0: sorry. Kind of went on no, for a while. No, that's fine. What did you uh, think of Bly Manor? Better than Hill House or no?
1: No. No, 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 no. Uh, first of all, it's very different. Do not go into Bly Manor thinking that it's going to be the same. Um, Haunting of the Hill House is like in-your-face horror a lot, but there's a really abysmal family tragedy at the center of that, which is what makes it so effective. Bly Manor is very much a gothic love story, and there are love tales between a lot of characters that are tragic within their own right, but it's not as much in-your-face horror. That does not mean that it does not have horror elements, and it is scary, because it definitely is. Um, but there is a really interesting kind of backbone narrative in it with a love story. Um, but it's not as in your face. I don't think it's as good as haunting of Hill house at all. Um, but it is, that doesn't mean it's bad and I still enjoyed it. Um, it's just very different and honestly not what I was expecting going in. And if I had gone in with a little less of, Oh, this is going to be super freaky, scary expectations. I probably would have felt a little bit different about it, but not as good, but, not bad by any stretch of the imagination it's just very different
0: okay yeah so cool okay well all right that's that i'm glad you had a good time and i'm glad you got to read yeah for sure i can't for some reason when it comes to reading i can't uh ever since i was in high school just picking something up and reading it is like and i know it's cliche to say but i just i don't like reading like i really mm-hmm. don't um, mm-hmm. The exception there is uh, manga or comics because of it's pictures. I'm a visual. I think it's because I'm a visual person, I like to mm-hmm. see things. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to appreciate the the art rather than the words, which I do appreciate the writing. Don't get me wrong, but I think when someone can do both, like a Junji Ito mm-hmm. or you know, yeah, someone like that, I can respect that more. Yeah. So I did. I did actually pick up. You sent over a humble bundle of different horror mangas, mm-hmm. and I did pick up. Uh, I think it was like the one dollar tier. And I, it was like a bunch of good ones too. And I just downloaded all those to my iPad. So I'm gonna read those in bed sometime. So yeah. No, I totally get what you're saying.
1: Yeah. All right. So Brett. <sighs> something that's been four years in the making, if you will, in a way. Yes. Um, we, So one of our first videos actually on our channel back in 2015, was a little discussion video about um, this Reddit article, right after the PS4 launched, kind of, about putting your PlayStation 4 into rest mode and just shutting the fuck up about it. Um, On that video, four years ago, we posted, hey, everybody, it's been quite a while since this video's been posted, but any of you like an updated version with more recent rest mode tips and tricks? And we never did that. No, we didn't. I don't think we ever will. <laughs> but this, in a way, is that. In a way. But in a way, is
0: that. Um, so yeah, where do you want to start with this? Well, we could read some comments, if you want, from the old video. Start things off there.
1: Mm-hmm. Should I give? Should I preface with kind of what it was in reference to the uh, Reddit article? And then we'll go into yeah. the comments. Yeah, go ahead uh, so and preface. Yeah, so if you haven't watched the video, feel free to go ahead and watch it. Um, just called bad. Put your P- yeah, put your PS4 in rest mode. Uh, it's really bad. The lighting is terrible. The set is awful. But, you know, we were just a couple of guys that wanted to get together and talk about stuff. Um, just have some of our old partners in there and friends. Um, but, you know, go ahead and check it out if you want to or don't. It's fine. Um, but basically, we talked about this Red article because after the PS4 came out, right, the PS4 obviously has a rest mode, which is a low power mode that you put it into. So when you boot up your console, it just is, you know, it's it's quicker than, you know, starting it like completely doing a reboot, kind of like putting your computer to sleep. Yep. So there's a lot of controversy with people like saying, oh, the PS4 power consumption in rest mode is too high. Like all these things, like it's going to overheat, blah, 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 blah. So, there was a Reddit post five years ago um, by the user Rearman Spino um, with the title PSA, Let's Quit the Bullshit. The truth about the PS4's ridiculously low standby power consumption and why people should shut the hell up and just put it in rest mode already. Which is a great, great title, by great
0: the way. Great title. Great
1: title. Um, and basically, the, this uh, Reddit user just kind of says your PS4 was meant to be put in rest mode from the very beginning, it's exactly what the engineers designed it to do um besides the fact that when you put it in rest mode you can download larger games faster because the playstation has playstation 4 has abysmal wireless cards in it and things like that system updates will happen automatically you can have updates for games happen automatically all of these different things um and then he addresses that people are complaining about it uses huge amounts of electricity and things like that which i know we'll get into in a minute is not the case
0: obviously nope. so yeah all but, right so let's get into some comments then so yeah The first comment is from a a person named stuart the human (laughs) and stuart said couldn't you just turn it off yes you absolutely could just turn off the ps4 but that's Mm -hmm. not the point of the video we're talking about rest mode yes you could just turn it off but you there's so many features that you're not getting if you just leave it off You're missing the point. If you turn it off completely. Right. So, S- Stuart the Human, you're right. You could just turn it off, but that's mm-hmm. besides the point. Yeah, but then also it's going to
1: take longer to boot. Um, you know, updates will not happen automatically. You have that turned on, whether system updates or game updates. Um, and yep. if you're downloading something, it's going to stop the download.
0: So, Absolutely. Which gets into the next thing. Uh, David Lomano 3, uh, three years ago, he said, is it faster to download in rest mode? Yes. Yes. The answer is yes. Yes. And I think and I, a lot of a lot of
1: these videos could have been answered by just watching the three minute and forty second video. I was
0: just gonna say the video is only like less than four minutes long. And I listen. Did we do a great job explaining it? No. We basically talk about it and we we talk about it and then we go. All right, Stephen, you know the most about this. Take it away. And Stephen just starts reading this long thing from an article. And is the video good by any any means? No. But no. did it tell you what you needed to know? Yes um so is it faster to download in rest mode yes Yes. games download faster when you put your playstation 4 in rest mode
1: which is like the whole point of the rest mode
0: Exactly. exactly how many times have we wanted to play an update to a game and our third player will be like oh guys my game didn't download the update didn't download and what do we always say Put your PS4 in rest mode. Yeah. It'll download so much quicker. You'll be able to play the game quicker. It's just, it makes sense. Right. Um, Young King 4. Oh no, I'm sorry, Young King four years ago. He said, So I accidentally left my PS4 on rest mode for about four days. Will that affect the cost of the electricity bill a lot? Josh, do you want to answer that?
1: No! It's literally low power mode. It's the same thing as putting your phone to sleep. It's the same thing as putting your ps your PC um, to sleep. No, it like so, and that was part of the huge controversy, right? It was like, oh, it uses so much power. It uses so much power. No, the fuck it doesn't.
0: No, it doesn't. Literally but on PlayStation. But Josh, AE said five years ago, it's taking power. That's accurate. That is an accurate statement. It is taking power.
1: I sense great power coming from that box. I'm but when you put it in rest mode, when you put the original PlayStation 4 console in rest mode, it averages, right, if you're staying connected to the internet, 2.8 watts, right? So about three watts of power compared to like 100 something. I forget what the exact number is, but it's on, right? So it's three watts of power, which is fucking minuscule, it's basically non-existent, right? Yep. If you have an application in the background running, right? Say you were like watching YouTube or had a game up and you put it in rest mode with that running, it uses four watts of power instead, right? And this is directly from Sony's legal page about the their uh, elect- electricity use and things like that. Now where it bumps up a little bit is if you have like your controller charging when it's in rest mode, your headset charging, <clears throat> which you can only allow up to I think three hours, right? Or something like that anyway. yeah. Yep. He uses six watts of power, okay, but the argument that it's taking power or that will it cost my electricity bill a lot, it's still using power even if it's off. Now it's only using like half a watt, but it's still using power. So that is accurate. It is still taking power, but it is so minuscule and I want to pull up the original Reddit article again because he did this, this original poster on Reddit did a comparison um, about that, about what that was. So. Um. Uh, hang on sorry <laughs> oh he did he so he broke it down right so if the unit is in standby for 24 hours a day right assuming the u.s average electricity cost right which is this is five years ago was about 12 cents per kilowatt hour the total extra cost for one year of standby is three dollars and 68 cents if you're paying your own electricity bill Your parents are going to kill you. Yeah. And again, that's per year. So it works out to about 30 cents per month, okay? Or 7 cents per week or a penny a day for 24 hours. So if you are concerned, if you are concerned with spending one cent in a 24-hour period for leaving your PS4 in rest mode, then by all means, turn it off. (laughs) Just completely turn it off. Okay? And then don't use any of the other features.
2: (laughs) Turn it off.
0: Okay. All right, well, well, Hector Luna, two years ago, he <coughs> said, has anyone done this over approximate 10 hour period? I have to go to work and I'm downloading a game, but I don't want my house to go down in flames. Wow. You okay? Josh, how um, long do you leave your PS4 in rest mode usually?
1: Um, how long has the console been out? Uh, since
0: 2013.
1: Okay been for seven years
0: <laughs> is your house down in flames no okay Just my house never burnt down in flames
1: okay. i have i literally don't turn my ps4 on rest mode the in fact the only time
0: my ps4 ever shuts off right is if the power goes out well that's it and that's a great point uh iron kobe rest in peace kobe um he said risky if you leave your ps4 in rest mode if the power goes out happened to me four times already he's right that is, is the right. one thing that sucks about rest mode is if you know the power goes out due to a thunderstorm or electricity goes out or something there is the, the you know chance that your ps4 could get damaged because it's technically on when it gets shut down has that ever happened to you or your ps4 has been damaged because of the power outage josh
2: no me
0: but
1: either. it does it is a little annoying the fact that when i turn it back on my playstation beeps at me and yells at me and it's like hey don't fucking do that <laughs> you know? And, and then you're like, re- I didn't do it. It wasn't me. Yeah. And then it rebuilds its its database. It
0: fixes the external storage and then it's fine. Yeah.
2: Because it's designed it, uh,
0: to do that. Exactly. Listen, <laughs> there has been cases of it happening and, you know, people don't have their PS4s plugged into a power strip where mm-hmm. it can fry your console. That's happened to one of our friends, Dave. His, his console was fried oh, during an right. electrical storm. Yeah. So yeah, like it. Th- that's a possibility, but that would happen even if your PS4 was not in rest mode. But that's also not something unique to
1: PlayStation. It's not. going can happen with anything that's plugged into a power outlet, right? And
0: not a surge yeah. protector in your house. So No, you're 100% right. Um all right, last comment that we're going to talk about is from Nuke SMG uh 4 years ago. He just simply simply put they are a bunch of nerds. And Captain Snuggles replied and said, uh we're all here because of PS4, which you play games on, making us all kind of nerds. To which Nuke SMG replied, true.
1: We are indeed a bunch of nerds. All of us. Everyone.
0: Every single person.
2: God bless us. Everyone.
0: Yeah. So there you go. PS4. Should you put your PS4 in rest mode, Josh? Yes or no? (sighs) Absolutely. And is there any reason not to? No. And if you don't, you're bad. If you don't, you're literally not using your PS4 right. It's designed to do it, and listen, I know this this topic might be getting longer than four minutes now, so you might not have seen this part of the video yet, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. put your PS4 in rest mode. Yeah. All right. That's it. And
1: right. if you're still asking about putting your PS4 in rest mode, please, please just shut the hell up and put it in rest mode already. Turd nuggets and speaking of rest mode brett yes my friend playstation 5 release or playstation recently showed um the ps5 user interface and the user right. experience navigating the dashboard and things like that which is something that we've been waiting on um you know for a long time i would say you know that's that kind of so like the last piece of the puzzle
0: you know Absolutely. And I think last week they showed uh, Burger King, the Burger King opening the bag and it played the startup noise, which we were all waiting to hear. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all the pieces are slowly starting to get put into place. We're starting to, you know, finally figure out what the PS5 is and what it, right. you know, looks like and what it does.
1: So they start off the video, right? From rest mode, okay. So the PlayStation Five has a rest mode, okay. That's right. And should you put your PS4 in rest mode, Brett? You should, and you should also put your PS5. I was in just rest gonna mode. say, and then when the PS5, comes yes. out, you should definitely put it in rest mode, okay. Anyway, so so they put up this this video, kind of showing um, the user the user interface. I can't speak the user interface and the user experience, right? Um, and there's some there's some really cool features. And there are some features that
0: I will absolutely use. There's a couple that I absolutely will not be using. Um, There's a couple that I was questioning why they were focusing on it for this video and why they weren't focusing on something else. Okay.
1: Where do you want to start? You want to start
0: with so. what we really like
1: versus what we don't really sure. like? Sure. I'll just i'll i'll run down i'll run down just some of the bigger ones. Um. So I think okay. th- one of the first things they showed was activities, right? Um yeah. Something I would compare almost to like trophy or achievement tracking within games, um, but kind of built into the user experience with um, the actual video game. And what they showed was Sackboy running and like you could pull up this thing and it had all of your activities and your objectives that you had to do. And it kind of was showing you, you know, how much completion you had for each thing or what you might have missed or whatever. And you can actually go in there and click on those objectives or those activities, and the game will take you to that part of the game to complete that, which
0: is really interesting. It is really interesting. I think it's kind of cool, but at the same time, I don't know if it's something that I'm going to be doing. It's just like an additional task for you to complete to extend your game time. Kinda like it's like, did you get all the collectibles? This what what is it called? Activity. Mm-hmm. This activity <clears throat> will essentially help you get all the active or all the uh, collectibles, and you you click on that, it'll take you to the spots where you have to go. Like, yeah, I, I guess that's kind of cool. But also, Josh, I can't see this being something that every single game, no, expe- especially third party yeah, definitely uh, not. games yeah. using.
1: Um, so I don't. I, don't I think uh, I think like a lot of these features, it's going to be better utilized in some games versus others. Um, I think definitely for trophy hunting, yeah. right? That's going to be a huge thing for trophy hunting. <clears throat> um, but I also think maybe it could help with some games where you're like, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing? Like, what was my objective? Where do I need to go? I'm lost. Like, whatever it might be um, to then, like, utilize that. And I think uh, more so, too, um, how I think maybe PlayStation might be looking at it is uh, let's kind of remove some of these barriers to playing some of these things and make it a little more user-friendly or the user experience a little bit more intuitive to kind of have these things built into the game. So it's not just necessarily linear, right? Or whatever yeah. whatever it is, it's kind of going outside of the bounds of the game design itself almost and I think will definitely lead to some interesting um, incorporations with some games. But like you said, I don't think it's going to be there for everything. Um, games, obviously, will have to build this in just like they do trophy systems and things like that. Um, so,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think the technology behind being able to teleport you to a random spot in the game is cooler than the activity thing itself. Yeah,
1: I would I, would, you know I could I mean? agree with that. Um, and you could also um, picture in picture this specific one too, so you could have like the objectives tracked um, on your screen while you're running around. Which
0: uh, for a lot of yeah. these features that they showed off, you actually can do. Um including Yeah, that's the go ahead. I was gonna say that's the card system that they introduced, right? right? All of them are technically cards. Right, right, right.
1: So you like pull up this uh this control center, right? And then you have yeah. you have news like they showed like news or stories for the game that you're playing um screenshots for it like tracking the different objectives that you can pull up Um, and then one of those things in that control center was activities uh, or not activities was um game help so you could pull up like videos or guides or stuff like that um kind of picture in picture little snippets of exactly what you're looking for for the game that you're playing which again yeah i I, it's, i like that yeah and i agree i think it's similar though to the last one that
0: we talked about where it's going to be more useful in some games than others absolutely i but i think this would be helpful in a situation like you're playing god of war and you're trying to get all the the ravens or whatever um odin's ravens i think they mm-hmm. were and you could just load up a video and it'll show you where all of them are and you could have that on the screen i can't tell you how many times i've been on my phone on one hand and playing the game on the other you know watching the video trying absolutely. to you know, go through a walkthrough. absolutely yeah. so um yeah, I think that's, that's I good. think it's a good feature as
1: well. Um, then you have a uh, quick joins for party and voice chat, which is nice. Again, picture in picture. Um so currently on the PlayStation 4, when you get a party invite, you press the PlayStation button, it has to take you to the party screen, right? It's like loading to join the party and then when you join, you're on the party screen and then you have to go back to your game, right? Um, yep. or to start a party, you have to go to the dashboard or pull up like the the UI. Go to start a party. Go to invite your friends. Things like that. Now you can just pull it up picture in picture in the game without leaving the game, without loading basically a separate app um, to either quick join or view the party, um, or type in the party or whatever it might be.
0: Yeah. I don't know. What do you want me to say? Whatever you want. It's cool. I mean, it's 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 just, cool. it's just good um i feel like it should have been there from the beginning xbox when you join a party on there all you have to do is someone sends you an invite you push the xbox button or you hold it down it'll automatically join the party right you don't even have to leave your game right absolutely um and then part of that too was just um again
1: picture-in-picture communication so whether there's like text chat or whatever it might be um multitasking basically um yeah same the similar was uh, joining friends games so again it doesn't have to pull up a whole nother screen um it just pulls up join so whether it's whether you're in the current game that they're playing or you're playing something else and they invite you to another game with their kind of quick resume thing or whatever it is you'd be like all right i'm done here for now i don't have to worry about saving or doing anything like that let me join this game it's immediately going to load like apex or whatever it is that you're inviting me to and that I can play, you know, with you with that without having to go to the dashboard or do anything else, right? It kind of pulls up the UI within
0: the yeah. game that you're playing. Absolutely.
1: That looks good. Yeah. Cool. Um, they talked about 4K screenshots, videos. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Um, cool. PlayStation Store integration. It's
0: not its own app. That's big. Which, yeah. I, go ahead. I mean, I don't. I was just going to say that's that's a huge step forward because the PlayStation Store sucks. (laughs) Um, It gets bloated the the longer it exists. So the PS4 Store getting a little more sluggish than it was back when it first launched. Uh, The PS3 Store, if you you try to go on the PS3 app, uh, the PS3 Store app on the PS3, it is awful. What a mess. And on the Vita, don't even get me started. It is bad.
1: You think all this was an accident? Yes.
0: Yes, you were. You literally will search for a game and a, a video, an add-on will come up instead of, of the game. You'll type in Gravity Rush, one of the biggest games on the Vita, and it'll be like Gravity Rush skin for PlayStation All-Stars. And I'm like, what? How do you not do this correctly?
2: What is your major malfunction, Numnuts?
0: So, yes, this is awesome that the the PlayStation Store is being integrated into the actual OS of the yeah, console. It only took them... Should it, have been done a long only took time them ago. two consoles to figure it out. Yeah. Several <coughs> consoles.
1: Three, yeah. Vita, and the PS4. Oh, you're right. You're right. Um, and then you have... Uh, which I think is actually great. You have the voice dictation with the DualSense. Um, and yeah. then... So, like, you don't have to type in with their controller or whatever or get a fucking chat pad or whatever. But more importantly... Mm-hmm. For me, and I know we were talking about it in one of our group chats, is like when there's a microphone now in the DualSense controller, so when you join a party, you're not gonna be like, hello boss, can anybody hear me? And there's just nothing because yeah. you have to fucking find your, head, your headset somewhere and then you're like, hey boss. Hello, is anybody there? Hello?
2: You hello.
0: Now it's like immediate yep. with my controller exactly and i actually thought the microphone when they first unveiled it i was like that's so dumb i'm gonna have little kids talking in call of duty on the microphone on their controller it's gonna sound like shit. yeah you know mm-hmm. what I? but that's not the case because well maybe it is the case but that's not that doesn't matter because we can now do exactly what you just said we could instantly join each other's parties and be like yo dude hold on one second let me get my headset on you're right you still talk how, so how, what are you doing what are you up to put right. your headset on so yeah, yeah i agree That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and I like being able to text uh, voice the t- text as well oh, Absolutely, when we're talking shit in Rocket League. We could just go, you know yeah. Reported for being bad yeah. and then it'll just say reported for being yeah, bad. Absolutely so, um, And then the, the yeah. last thing that I, I thought was
1: maybe of, of note to mention um, Was the spoiler warning things for screenshots and videos um, yeah. So if you know Somebody takes a screenshot or a video of a game and sends it to you um, and you don't either own that game or haven't gotten to that point in the game yet it'll be it'll give you like a spoiler warning it'll be like hey you know spoiler warning don't yeah. look at this
0: yeah and that's similar <clears throat> to something that the ps4 did when you would be broadcasting straight from the PlayStation 4 you'd be broadcasting a game live and if there was certain things that the developer didn't want you to show it would pop up in the corner this content mm-hmm. cannot be I forget the message it said yeah But that was essentially the developer saying this part of the game i don't want you to stream it because it's a spoiler right or it's it's copyrighted content or something like that you know right so it's similar but in this regard it's like hey someone just sent you the ending of infamous second son where delson kills his whole tribe uh do you want to accept this image and you're like yeah and then you get spoiled yeah Yeah.
1: so um but yeah, I don't know, any any other thoughts about any other UI features or anything that I missed that you think is worth talking about?
0: I don't know if you missed anything, per like nothing worth mentioning. I just think overall, like we can give our thoughts on what we think overall. Mm-hmm. I think it looks like the PS4 UI, but a little more futuristic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's like, so I, when they showed the Xbox Series X UI, or at least what I think was the Xbox Series X UI, Everyone and including myself was like, it looks exactly like the Xbox one. Mm -hmm. Why would I like, that's not exciting. Like change it up. But then again, it's like with the PS5, it was so different than the PS4 that I was like, oh, I don't, it's like similar, but it's different. Yeah. you know, They both went from like more boxy
1: looking to a little bit more rounded looking. And look, there are like ecosystems that everybody understands now, like, you can make that argument with every generation jump. Do I think it's particularly exciting? No. Do I think some of the features in there are cool? Absolutely. To me, if it fucking runs yeah. faster and doesn't run like a piece of shit UI, like the like the previous generation, like I'm okay with it. Like if things don't take thirty thousand years yeah. to fucking load, like,
0: I'm fine with that. Um yeah. is it I saw a lot of people comparing the PS five UI to like Netflix the way they have their, like, loadout. Because, like, it's, like, you scroll down and then you scroll over for everything. Oh. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess. It,
1: I don't know. It's whatever.
0: I, I'm more interested in the features
1: and the tech going on rather than the actual layout of the UI. Uh, yeah. If I can understand it and know what the fuck's going on and it just runs, just runs fast and it is not a hindrance yeah. to me playing games, then that is what I want.
0: Yeah. My biggest thing is I want the media apps to be easier to access mm-hmm. because right now on the ps4 you have to go to tv and video right. and then it loads the screen with all your apps for your tv and video shit and then you have to click on the one you want and sometimes it's not there and you got to go down and find the rest of them right so i hope I, they did show it said games at the top and then on the right of it it said media yeah so you're going to be able to scroll back and forth between them uh, which is good because that means you don't have to scroll through all your games to get to your entertainment right. apps right um yeah I just hope it's easy and not a piece of shit like the ps4 media is yeah so i think just in general though it
1: seems to be a little bit more integrated um like everything especially like including the playstation store and stuff like that um so as long as it runs fine right and does not slow down like i feel like we've seen with the playstation 4 generation then i think we're fine so
0: yeah what do you think about the thing that they've been doing I think the Switch has this, the PS5 has it. It's like a, um, a news tab where it will like give you updates for all these games Dude, and the stuff that you're playing. i not a normie. I, I also don't, I don't, I I also don't, need don't to. I
1: don't need to see news or information or whatever the fuck it is about happening with this game that I'm playing or other games in the ecosystem. I know what games I'm gonna buy. I bought them for a reason. I know what I need to know about the games that I need to know. I'm not going to get my fucking news about a game from the system that I'm playing the game on where I already purchased the fucking game for.
0: It's going to be biased because you're reading it on that console's, like on their dashboard thing. But like I was thinking like if it was just like, and I know some people don't use Reddit, but if it was like your Reddit, subreddit something there and you could click on that and it was like all your subreddits, like yeah, I'd use that. Because that's my own. Curated that's more interesting to me. Thing. That's more
1: interesting to me. Yeah. than some fucking Joe schmo YouTube channel or PlayStation blog or something like that.
0: Yeah, like do I want the PlayStation official blog like their post on there? Yeah, that's I guess that's mm-hmm. fine, but I don't want to see a bunch of content about the games that I play from yeah. that. But I don't but, care but also to that. me I don't I don't fucking need news about it on the console. Like I don't.
1: That's just clutter in my opinion. Like I don't. I I don't want to fucking read news on my fucking console. Like, if I'm going to read news, I'm going to go on my phone or I'm going to go on my computer. I'm not going to go on the console and scroll under the game page or fucking pull up the navigation tab. And the first thing you see is news about the game. Fuck that, dude. Get the fuck out of here. I don't need that. And they should. What they should do is allow you to customize, which they might. They didn't touch on it. I'll allow you to customize what that navigation bar looks like that you pull up because if I don't have to have the news as the first fucking tab there, I'm not going to have it at all or it's going to be all the way down the other fucking end and I'm never going to use it.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you caught this, but the um, the news thing or wh- whatever it's called, it it's actually not going to be available for all PlayStation 5 users in North America at launch. It's being it's going to be tested, they said. So we might not even have Good, it. Good. I don't want it. Yeah. I don't want it exactly
1: something else that people don't want brett mm-hmm. kind of segueing into our next topic here if you will um there was a recent update to playstation 4 update 8.0 0, 8.00 000, if you will, yep um where there was a a thing about them updating ps4 party chats so this mm-hmm. initially was put on the official PlayStation blog on October 14th, where they were just like, hey, there's updates to partying and messaging, right? Kind of essentially, you know, you're know, you going to see a notification about party safety and voice chats and parties that your party chat and voices may be recorded. Um, and that it's like a moderation feature that will be available for PS5 Um, so you're going to start seeing on your PS4, you know,
0: things like that, basically. That's the key right there is that all of this was for preparation for the PS5. Right. So another feature that this had was like the remote play app that updated. And now it includes PS5. So like this update as a whole was like, we're prepping the PS4 for the PS5.
1: So, so, and that's, that is, that is what they say. Uh, this PlayStation blog post made by Sid, Sid Truman. Um, And he basically just said, the pop-up you're seeing on PS4 right now is to let you know that when you participate in a chat with the PS5 user post-launch, they may submit those recordings from their PS5 console to Sony, you know, Interactive Entertainment, SIE. Um, But I believe in the original post, I didn't even say that, and it was just like, you know, party chats can be recorded and stuff now. And then shortly after that, people were like, "What? what the fuck's happening? What's going on? People were freaking out. Um, and things like that. And let me just kind of get through the the events of it. And then I'll let you talk about it. um, Okay. If that's okay with you. So they posted that on October 14th is what I said, right? October 14th was 8.0 update. Okay. Then they clarified on that same update that it was like, you know, for PS5 post launch. So people could report voice chat or whatever. People freaked the fuck out. Okay. Then on October 16th, um, Catherine Jensen, who was the VP global consumer of global, I don't fucking know, some person VP at Sony um, came out um, and was like, hey, this is. I'm just gonna. I'll quote her. I don't think I'm gonna read this whole thing. But she was like, "PlayStation gamers learned about this new function in an, un- in an unexpected way following the recent PS4 8.0 system update. We didn't clearly communicate this feature or explain why we were introducing it, and we apologize for that. When the PS5 console launches in November, PS5 users will be able to chat with PS4 users, which is why we needed to include an advisory with the latest PS4 system update. We should have more clearly explained why this function was being rolled out, along with details on how it will work on the PS5 console. So let me walk." you through that now um and then she just goes on to say once the ps5 console launches if ps5 player needs to file a harassment report they will be able to include up to a 40 second long voice chat clip in the report um 20 seconds of the main conversation with the other player plus an additional 10 seconds before and after the conversation selection only the most recent five minutes of a voice chat will be available for a player <clears throat> to use for this reporting function end quote okay so she said so she said that people are still yep pissed off claiming that it's an invasion of my privacy blah 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 we'll get into that in a minute but then as of yesterday so um when we're recording this october 17th playstation came out and said on their official twitter hey folks just wanted to let you know that we're looking into your feedback on the recent changes to parties on ps4 thanks for speaking up we'll keep you posted
0: okay yep so i'll let you go ahead with that well i have a lot to say i have a lot to unpack so Clearly, this was just a change of language that the PlayStation 4 was displaying to you. Mm -hmm. I think that this has always been the case. I believe this has always been a function. I believe that you always have been able... You always are being recorded, Mm -hmm. um, and you always could submit. Just like you can submit for text (coughs) harassment, you could submit the uh, chat harassment, okay? The party chat harassment. It's worth noting that the PlayStation 4 records... 15 minutes at a time of what you're doing and it does that. So if you're playing a game and you want to hit the share button, you can go back and you can take those the last 15 minutes and you could share that with other people. If you did something crazy in your mm-hmm. game. So the PlayStation four is always recording you and it's always, you know, on. Yeah. Okay. It's not, it's not turning the camera on without your permission and recording you. But if you're in a party chat and you're talking to somebody, I it's listening and it could, you know, like they said at five minutes. Okay that's fine um I don't get the I don't see the big deal what could you possibly be talking about in a PlayStation party chat that is gonna get you in hot water Th- this became such a meme Josh I don't know if you saw it but it like on Twitter it became a meme where people were like me and my homies after our PlayStation party chats leak and it's all it's like four <laughs> guys sitting in a uh, a courtroom and they're all like giving each other high fives like all right we'll be good we'll be good we'll be good don't worry about it like it it became a viral meme the people were being very, like, serious about this. The comments underneath Sony's tweets, they're all just, like, you're spying on us, you're spying on us, you're spying on us. I, I don't think that's the case. I think this has always been a
1: feature. Well, I also hate to break into people, Brett, but everybody's fucking spying on you. You think, you think our phones aren't listening to us right now? I'll tell you what, brother. Yeah. You fucking say, I don't know, I need fucking adult Depends. I need adult diapers because I'm fucking shitting out my anus. I'm going to go on Instagram later, right, and I'm going to see fucking ads for Depends, dude. Okay, yeah, you're always being listened to anyway, but it's the same thing. People complain about my privacy, my privacy, my data, my data, my data, which I get. Right. But that's not what this feature Mm -hmm. is for. It's not Sony asking for permission to record your conversations in your PS4 or your PlayStation voice chats and then sell that data to then sell advertisements and products to you. That's not what they're utilizing it for. That's what Apple does, that's what yeah. Samsung does, that's what Amazon does, everything. I got, a fucking, I got a fucking Amazon Alexa sitting right here listening to everything we say right now. You think she's not listening? I'm gonna go on fucking Amazon tomorrow and see advertisements for adult diapers. I guarantee you I will. I fucking guarantee you I will, okay? So it's not a new yeah. thing. But like everything, people like to complain about data. And I think there's definitely an argument to be made about phones and Amazon and Apple and all those things and selling for advertisements. That's a completely separate topic. That's not what this is Mm -hmm. if you have a problem with what you're saying in your playstation voice chats right being recorded and reported for harassment right which would only happen with another user right reporting you for harassment in a voice chat right which you can already do in most games right or text chat in games then there's probably a problem with what you're saying so if you have a problem if you're in a voice chat playing a game with somebody right which will probably only happen with somebody you don't know that well right reporting you for what you're saying yeah you might have a problem with what you're saying then and like everything people yeah, will abuse it and be like you know he said I'm bad blah 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 sure but like yeah. I think what it's more for is like if you're in a voice chat right in a party and somebody's not trash talking but being offensive and actually harassing you that
0: then you can use that and report it appropriately absolutely and you know, this reminds me of something from a couple of years ago. Do you remember the article that came out and it talked about how terrorists uh, were using the PlayStation party chat to communicate with each other and message messages because it's not tracked or anything like that? Do you remember hearing this? Maybe vaguely. I think it was ISIS. They were using the PS four or three text chat mm-hmm. and app on your phone in an order to communicate with each other because it was not encrypted and they couldn't get, you couldn't get in trouble for it and they couldn't get Mm. caught. So that was their primary means of, of communication was through PlayStation. That leads me to believe Josh, that everyone that has a problem with this is a domestic terrorist. They all work for ISIS and they all need to be taken out. So Hmm. they all made themselves very visible. We know who they are. Although I don't like our government. Send it in the drones, take them out. That's it, it on. Okay.
1: I think more All likely right. it's probably, you know, people who are not necessarily white supremacists, but people that are in party chats, you yeah. know, using words that they probably shouldn't to people that they shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, or saying things that they probably shouldn't.
0: Absolutely. So, I don't know, that's Absolutely. my opinion on it. That's I don't the, really think shirt.
1: it's that big of a deal. Um, And that, that, I feel like, I feel like we're gonna get shit on for this and it's probably an unpopular opinion but i just really would like people to take a moment and think about why you're shitting on us right what are you saying in your playstation parties with people that you don't want people to hear what are you saying to people what are you saying to people
0: it doesn't matter what we're saying josh that's our privacy it's our first amendment
1: right yeah but it's also dude you know somebody's right to you know not be
0: verbally harassed by somebody also for the record when you sign up for a PlayStation account you click i accept on the tos they can do whatever they want so if you don't agree with it yeah. tough luck you you agree yeah. to it so. just
1: get rid of your psn account or don't
0: join a PlayStation party that's it listen is it is it wrong is it is it an invasion of privacy maybe it is maybe it is but you checked off on it you can't bitch And maybe sony's gonna change this josh they said they're looking into it i hope they keep it i hope they keep it i think they're gonna i they're gonna keep it they're just gonna change the language back to what it used to be because i i sincerely believe this was always a feature you might be right they've always been able to go back you might be right but i
1: don't i i just find it so funny that people are crying so much about it that's really i mean you think about how connected all of our devices are and you're worried I, and to my knowledge, they're not using it to sell for advertisements, right? They're not doing that. It is for, you know, reporting people for harassment. And it's the same thing the PlayStation should- 4 already does. It records what's happening, right? So now it's just going to add the, the yeah. party chats to that.
0: I don't know, Josh. We should have done a research on this one. I, you might be right. My bad. All
1: right. Somebody that did do... A lot of research. Who's Or something. Mr. Phil Spencer. Love him. Mr. Philly, Philly, Chili Phil Spencer.
0: And hey, listen, I have to point out, I know this is the start of a new topic and I don't even care. Yeah, we're talking about Xbox. We just talked about PlayStation in the last topic. We're wearing PlayStation gold headsets on our heads, both of us. Equal opportunity for every console. Everyone gets a topic, okay? We're not shilling just one. We're not just shitting on one. Everybody's getting shit on. Everybody's getting praise. Okay, that's one of the point. Put yeah. that out there. Actually, there's some happen- people in the comments. So,
1: well, listen, those people in the comments can eat my dark anus. Half of the video today <laughs> is PlayStation, and the other half is going to be Xbox. That's right. Anyway, speaking of Xbox, Phil Spencer, the king that he fucking is, and let me let me just reiterate that Phil Spencer is an absolute king of a human being. Okay. Oh, yeah, he's awesome. Um, what was I saying? He did an interview with Kotaku that has a yes. lot of interesting points about it. So um, as we touched on last week, Xbox um, uh, got acquired, games. They got games, yeah. Uh, they acquired Zenimax Studios for $7.5 billion, the largest deal in video game history. Um, mm-hmm. Huge news. So Phil Spencer sat down with um, Stephen Totillo at um, Kotaku to discuss this, okay? And I know there's a couple of points in here that we want to talk about, okay? I'm not going to go through the whole article. I suggest people read it if they want to. I think it's there's a lot of interesting points in it that he brings up that they t- discuss. But I know there's there's kind of like three or four main things that we want to specifically talk about. Yep. Okay? So let me, let me hit you with this one first, Brett. Okay. Okay. Um, Since our preferred platform is PlayStation, Sony always wins. Even though we both also have Xboxes, right? And we have PCs and 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 switches and everything like that. We favor PlayStation platform, but we're obviously still Xbox fans and consumers. Okay, that's right. So Stephen Tillo, this Kotaku person, uh, asked Phil Spencer specifically, um, since it's such a large investment, "quote Is it possible to recoup a 7.5 billion dollar investment if you don't sell Elder Scrolls Six on PlayStation?" Okay, end quote. Then Phil Spencer quickly replied, "Yes," <laughs> and then he kind of like not corrected himself, but kind of reinterjected because he just you know slipped the tongue. I just kind of came right out there, um, and then he said. Uh, Quote, I don't want to be flip about that. Um, This deal was not done to take games away from another player base like that. Nowhere in the documentation that we put together was how do we keep other players from playing these games. We want more people to be able to play games, not fewer people to be able to play games. But I'll also say in the model, I'm just answering directly the question that you had. When I think about where people are going to be playing and the number of devices that we had, and we have xCloud and PC and Game Pass and our console base, I don't have to go ship those games on another platform other than the platforms that we support in order to kind of make the deal work for us, whatever that means." End quote.
0: Okay. So what does that mean? It means that Phil wasn't trying to take Bethesda games away from Sony players, PlayStation players with this deal. Mm-hmm. And I think that Phil has a history of of this. Like, he's not just talking out of his ass. Uh, he's always been very open to the fact that he wants people to play games wherever they can play them, you know, the easiest yeah. way they can play them. He beats the, that like a dead horse. Absolutely. One of the top uh, things I remember from this uh, topic here is Phil Spencer on Twitter, someone tweeted him and they said, uh, I canceled my pre-order for Gears because you made the game available on PC. And Phil replied and said, you're canceling your pre-order because more people get to play the game? That's pretty sad or something like that. This console
1: War bullshit is so abysmal, dude. It's
0: really bad. So that's the kind of guy Phil is, and that's the kind of guy he's always been. And it's why I like him because he's so upfront. He's so cool about it. He's open to putting his games on Switch. They let Ori and the Blind Forest and Cuphead both go onto the Switch. Um, He's not trying to... Listen, console exclusives are important, and they help sell your systems. They're still on the console game, so they still want to sell these consoles, and they're still going to have console exclusives, or at least Windows uh, and console exclusive. So, yeah, he still has those. But he's not going to try to purposely take a game away from from gamers, especially if they know like Bethesda is such a huge, huge, huge studio with so many franchises. I just, I can't see Phil being like that. Although this does mean he could very well say, oh, no Bethesda games. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And
1: I think, I think he was just being very matter of fact about it. He's like, we made this deal, right? We acquired the studio, right? These studios, when, when one of these studios ships a game, we have our ecosystem that they will be released on, right? He wasn't saying that doesn't mean that PlayStation it's not going to also be released on PlayStation. They could absolutely publish it there if they want to as long as PlayStation is fine with it, right? Since it would technically be an Xbox Studio game, right? Yep. It's the same thing where if like, you know, if you we were on the flip side of it talking about PlayStation, "Oh, PlayStation is releasing, I don't know, Horizon Zero Dawn 2." They don't have to release that on Xbox, right? to no. that, that's not part of their ecosystem. But you do see PlayStation releasing some of their games on PC, right? So I think it's the same thing. Xbox doesn't need to recoup their losses by releasing their game on a platform
0: that's not theirs. That's not saying that they won't
1: do it, but he's just saying he
0: doesn't need to to make up the money. Exactly, that's what I was just gonna say. He, he says at the end there, he doesn't have to ship the game on PlayStation for the deal to make sense, for the acquisition to make sense. Right. he can ship it on just game pass just console xbox and just pc and be fine but right. i think the point of that is he's not that kind of guy and he wouldn't do that just hold yeah. it back you know yeah and I, I does it mean that
1: we're not going to see um some of these games on playstation at launch maybe there's been no confirmation of that um he said which i don't necessarily believe he said that there was no there's nothing in the, de- the deal with those studios that said that they couldn't publish like that they won't publish on other platforms i think there was probably definitely conversations about that when you acquire these third-party studios um but i don't think that's necessarily going to mean and i don't think it's necessarily at the forefront of like phil's mind of like oh we can't release these games on playstation because they're ours that's not phil spencer if you ever listen to that man speak or see anything that he has done as the head of xbox that is not what he is about
0: absolutely absolutely and there's even a game that's a PlayStation 5 console launch exclusive. Not console launch, launch ex- The game is launching first on PlayStation 5. <laughs> I believe it's called Death Loop. Yeah. And although it was delayed till next year, I believe, it is still going to launch on PlayStation 5 first. Right. Which is interesting because it's now an Xbox studio right. game. But they're honoring that deal. Yep. You know? Um,
1: I actually think the flip side of this could be that it, PlayStation has a really bad track record with working with other companies. Um, they just really do. I think the flip side of this would almost be PlayStation being like, no, we're not going to release those games on our platform because they're Xbox Studios, more likely than Xbox doing that. I agree. That's, I think that's more that's likely than me. Xbox doing it. Yeah. That's me. I could, be, I could totally see Sony being like, nah, fuck you.
0: It's we have not- no interest in launching uh the Elder Scrolls Six on our uh PlayStation Five console. Yeah. I don't,
1: yeah, this is actually the best place to play, and I don't know if you've seen it, but we're called PlayStation, not Xbox. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, if you're interested in the Elder Scrolls Six, you can play that on the Xbox systems, but over here we have Final Fantasy sixteen, so you can yeah. play that on uh, I, PlayStation yeah. consoles. Yeah, if Dom Matrick was running Sony, he'd be like,
1: Yeah, we have a place where you can play that. It's yeah. called the Xbox One X yeah. <laughs> or Series X. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and then um, one of the big things, speak, like with the Series X, um, that we taught we talked about last week, so I won't hammer it home too much. But another interesting part of this, part of this article is um, the interviewer brought up the fact that you know um, Halo Infinite is not a launch title anymore, which mm. now even as many studios as Xbox has now, um, they're going to have a very poor or lacking launch lineup of games, in my opinion, compared to PlayStation. Um, I just don't think there's as many big draws, right? Halo Infinite was supposed to be that big hook, right? Like, yep. you, got, you gotta you got be an early adopter, you gotta get this console so you can play this game, you know what I mean? Um, and that's gone now. So the interviewer brought up the fact of potentially, he asked Phil specifically, you know, would you guys be interested in shipping the multiplayer separate, uh, separate from the single player? and of course phil said that you know it's something that they're interested in or not interested in but something that you know he's not ruling out or whatever he said if
0: they could do it right i believe they would do it if they could do it right yeah they want to make Um, sure they do it right what do you think about that i think that's fine but clearly something happened with the development of halo infinite because it's it's 100 supposed to be a launch title they advertise it as such the xbox series xbox has master chief on the back I mean, obviously that's their staple franchise, but why would you advertise a game so heavily on your new console if you can't even get it? People are gonna grandmas are gonna go and get their grandsons the console and go, Well, where's Halo? Where's it at? I want it, you know? Yeah. So in terms of them shipping the multiplayer and single player separate, it'd be like I don't know, man. It's like in my opinion, don't don't put it out until it's all one package ready to go. But at the same time, it, it is like the future of gaming. You know, we're doing things we've never done before. Things are so different. You have certain games like Call of Duty, where Warzone is like an application as itself, and you could it carries itself over. So Black Ops Cold War is coming out. It's still gonna use uh, Warzone. You know what I mean? So we're going into this territory now, the future of gaming. And could it happen? Yeah, absolutely. And Phil said, you know, if we if we can do it right, we'll do it. So yeah. you know. I'm indifferent. I, I, I personally would prefer to have the whole thing at once.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's just me. Yeah, I'm kind of indifferent too. Um,
1: I, I'm a Halo fan, but not since 343 t- took over. Um, I don't care about Halo Infinite. <laughs> um, 343, in my opinion, is just taking the fucking franchise into the ground and any game that they produce that's better than complete and utter shit is a win for me uh i don't give a fuck if they ship it separately or not i don't care if the game ever comes out or not um i don't care if 343 goes under and they just completely scrapped it and they never allowed them to work on the ip again Um, but i think it makes sense uh from a you know a a business standpoint you know get the game in people's hands if the multiplayer is ready before the single player or vice versa you know why not
0: Uh, yeah yeah and I can almost see the the multiplayer aspect of it being like a war zone like I compared it to because how much could you change the Halo formula? People don't want a lot of change. right? So if you released it as like its own standalone thing like that Halo multiplayer, because isn't the Master Chief Collection very similar where the multiplayer is for all of the Halo games built into one? Like it's yeah. like one game, but all the Halo games are there.
1: Yeah, you have, when you go into the Master Chief Collection, you have like your your campaign tab Right, so you can pick any campaign. You have your multiplayer tab. You can cycle through playlists of the different campaigns. Like you can be like, "Oh, I want to play," you know, Halo Three and Halo Five, these game modes or whatever, and filter through like
0: that. So yeah, it's, they're they're kind of separate uh, user experiences within the same app. So why couldn't they just go? Here's Halo Infinite's multiplayer. You could play the other ones too if you want. Here's this. One. I don't know. That's just how I see it. I understand
1: what you're saying, but I I think i think for them it's probably more so of like a an event type thing mm. where it's like if, if call of duty for example had something similar it might not sell as well um, i gotcha i have a hard pick, time
0: pick an event visualizing halo shit because i'm not a halo person i never really got into it no so. it's
1: it's fine and I'm, I'm just i'm so disinterested with the franchise i really can't stress that enough gotcha. but um anyway i don't I, we can talk about that another time um the last interesting point from this article. Um. Something that we've actually talked about on the channel before a really long time ago, um, and then I think briefly touched on last week, was Mm -hmm. um, potential um, Game Pass, right, or X Cloud support on other devices, specifically
0: the Nintendo Switch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he pretty much, Phil, pretty much said, you know, if we were going to launch games on other consoles, I would want it to be the full Xbox ecosystem, the full Xbox experience so like for example imagine if ori and cuphead weren't on the switch already and phil was basically like look nintendo if you want any of our games on your console you got to put game pass on there and there'd be like a game pass app on the switch Mm -hmm. um which was a rumor actually people were saying that and that's what i think you're referring to yeah is that game pass was coming to switch or there was talks rumors that it was coming to switch yeah so we talked about yeah. it last week and that Game Pass is such a great, great service. And mm-hmm. it's almost like an EA Play or whatever it's called, EA a- yeah. Early Access or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, it's like that where you could just, you know, play your games and it's like a subscription service. So that on the switch would be sick. Basically, any game that's a part of the Xbox Game Pass, <laughs> if there's a switch equivalent, you'd be able to play it for free.
1: Right. Um, I think something like that makes more sense for Nintendo than it does Xbox.
0: Even PlayStation?
1: No, no, no. I'm saying specifically related to the Switch. Oh. Okay.
2: Um,
1: if they were to put the Game Pass app on there, to me, that'd be a great spot for it. Xbox doesn't have, you know, a a handheld portable thing. Yep. They have yep. they have, you know, Game Pass and X Cloud through your phone <clears throat> and PC and things like that, which you can obviously take on the go. Um, but as far as like a all in one, you know, handheld user experience, no peripherals required. <clears throat> that's the place for it, right? Mm-hmm. And you could get those, you can get people into that ecosystem a little bit more, and just kind of expand your library, <laughs> um, almost like a third-party publishing type thing. Um, whereas yeah. Xbox, sure, it'd be great for them to get maybe more subscriptions, you know, for Game Pass um, Ultimate or whatever. But it's not like they need, kind of like going back to the first point, is like it's not their ecosystem, right? They don't need to release on that something outside of their ecosystem to be profitable
0: yeah absolutely and another thing we didn't touch on was one of the other things that phil said he wanted to be there was like achievements achievement support so he wants like that full xbox experience on another platform if it's going to happen right so i don't know i think Um, that it's it'd be really cool i'd really like it if X Cloud game pass if all of that came to switch i'd be in heaven
1: yeah no, I'm, I'm 100 with you. Um, and if it's okay with you, while we're on the topic of Xbox, um, just I'm going to skip to our next Xbox topic, and then we'll go back to this other one. If that's yeah, okay that's with you. That's fine. Um, all right. <sighs>
0: this story, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about this story. So before we begin, um, I don't know anything about this story. You basically yeah. told me, hey, I have this crazy story about xbox i'm going to talk about it on the pod and i said okay save it i don't want to know anything so this is my first time okay um so let me give it all
1: to you again um and then i want want to hear about your thoughts on it. okay okay so there was um i believe this was last week perhaps or you know late late Um, last week or this weekend, uh, October 16th is kind of when this story broke. So a couple days ago from when we're recording this. There was a um, uh, a personality that Xbox Brazil promoted to kind of be like their their face. Like she was going to host, um, you know, almost like a personality PlayStation blog type thing for Xbox, right? For Xbox Brazil. Um, Like a Larry Herb? Yeah, something like that. And she would host like these little like informational videos and just kind of be a face for the brand, right? The Xbox brand. Okay. Okay. Um, and it was at the beginning of September when she got the job for Xbox Brazil. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she hasn't been in that position too long. And um, I don't remember what her exact position title was. I can't I can't find it anywhere. It's not super relevant, but basically she was gonna be personality for Xbox. Okay. Okay. Um, and she got this position at the beginning of september okay then this story comes out okay she posts on her own uh twitter her name's isadora basil i believe is how you pronounce her name um she posts this on her twitter now and also mind you a lot of this is translated from uh from like their original language their spanish language into english so there might be some you know issues here and there Mm -hmm. um so just keep that in mind so she posts on her twitter on october 16th after having been (laughs) in the position for about a month and a half she says at the beginning of september when i announced my job at xbox brazil i suffered harassment of all kinds from people saying that i didn't play x or y or that i wasn't quote worthy of my job um to rape and death threats and aggression for exposing tense situations thanks to the help of my family Boyfriends and friends. I learned well on how to deal with this, but it didn't mean that it was not happening anymore. Okay, uh, so basically, she learned how to cope with it, but it was still going on. Um, yeah. Then she continues, and thanks to all these harassments, Microsoft has decided that it was for the best it, that it was for the best to sever ties with me as a host, so I wouldn't be more exposed to situations like these that happened. I respect the decision made by Microsoft. My love for them will be um, the same as always. Thank you. Now, just to clarify, this comes from... This was initially actually broke on Reset Era um, by a user called Hay, H-A-E-E, who gave credit to a user by the name of the Era of Yakuza, um, who, you know, apparently sent this story or whatever. I don't know. Reset Era is a weird platform, dude. Um, But anyway, and then I saw it on Twitter. I forget who posted it, but I saw it. I was like, damn, this is like... This is kind of big. Why aren't people talking about it? Um, Anyway, so she posts that on, what was it again? Uh, uh, October 16th. Okay. So then um, there was a comment from Xbox Brazil on their Twitter on October 16th, much later. So she posted like early in the evening. They posted later at night and they basically said, Quote, this is official statement from Xbox Brazil. We did some changes in our strategy regarding content that came originally from Brazil, resulting in less channels of communication. We thank Isadora Bale and the talented agency crew for their creativity and contribution to Xbox News. Xbox Wire Portal will be our only news channel from now on. Xbox, excuse me, Xbox Brazil channel will continue to experiment new ways to entertain Brazilian gamers. Okay. So that was their statement after her statement. And they were getting a lot of shit for it. It gets worse. Okay. She did an interview for a news outlet called The Enemy, which is a Brazilian uh, gaming news website. Um, So again, what I'm about to read you is translated from Spanish. Um, So there's just a couple of quotes I wanted to pull up from this interview um, from Isadora herself. Um, So she says, quote, Yes, they, from Xbox Brazil, Always talk with me to help with the situation and remain calm. I toughened up from reading some stuff, especially on Twitter. But when I always saw something heavy, I sent it to them, being Xbox Brazil. End quote. However, she continued in the interview, according to her. The firing occurred thanks to, quote, guidance from the global Xbox team, end quote. That there shouldn't be anyone that susceptible to attacks or harassment as the face of the brand. Let me let me just reiterate that. They said that there shouldn't be anyone that susceptible to attacks or harassments as the face of the brand. <laughs> and then she continues, quote, It's a feeling of impotency, right? I opened to the brand with my heart, did more than necessary, and I loved my job. I lost my job because people don't know how to respect each other
2: you're breaking
1: my heart. End quote. What? I lost my job because people don't know how to respect each other. There shouldn't be anyone that susceptible to attacks or harassments as the face of the brand.
0: What? This is a mess. What a Dude, mess. I can't believe
1: it. They fired somebody right because she said you know she was basically pushed out from guidance from the global xbox team they fired somebody let go pushed out whatever because one of their personalities was getting rape and death threats oh yes xbox let us fire the person getting the rapes and death threats instead of demonizing and like addressing the actual rapes and death threats themselves and all you can to, say
0: god they failed to defend her in any way They simply thought it'd be easier to get rid of her rather than defend her.
1: You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Yeah, and that's exactly my point. You, Xbox, Xbox Brazil, whatever, it doesn't matter. You're part of the Xbox ecosystem. You decided it was a better course of action to advise right, one of your hosts for gaming news or whatever to leave the company, right? Sever ties with the company eliminate what she was doing as part of your marketing strategy or whatever to brazilian gamers because you thought it was best for the brand instead of addressing the comments and the culture around what she was experiencing people were saying she was a normie that she's a girl so she doesn't play games all of these things these stupid fucking tropes we've seen in the gaming universe forever and they fired her because of it
0: i don't know what um this might sound like silly of me but i don't know like the political or the social status of women in brazil if it's less than a man because i know in some countries you know women are considered (laughs) not equal to men Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's the case and that plays into this somehow but regardless that's not how it should be yeah i think it definitely does i think if this happened in the united states you would see it
1: maybe to a lesser extent maybe not i don't know as far as like you know i feel like we do have a lot of there's obviously like systemic issues and other things with like gender in stuff in this country. I'm not saying that it doesn't exist, but you might see it to a lesser extent or a little bit different. Um but I don't know if she was like this like the first like female face of Xbox in Brazil or whatever it was. I don't I know the social climate is not good in Brazil, right? They have far right wing things just like the United States. So, you know, say what you will about all of that. But yeah. It, 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 just so just the sheer fact, first of all, the issue obviously here is that she was getting rape and death threats and all these terrible comments to her. We see it with a lot of people. We talked about it last week. We see it with a lot of, like, women gamers, women personalities, women in general, people having unpopular, like, whatever it is, we see a lot of that all the time. That's not something new. We, we you know, there's the the stupid gaming tropes of, like, oh, my God, dude, there's a girl playing games. Girls don't play games, blah, blah, blah. It's always a guy thing. Like, girls don't play games. Girls don't develop games. All this whatever bullshit that we've seen forever and is such a fucking pain in the ass and it's so stupid and all that stuff anyway that's a whole separate topic but the fact that they fired her because of shit that she couldn't even control
0: yeah and it seemed like she was like doing the proper at least in the united states the thing you would do when you're when these things are happening is you would report them to hr you'd report them to the higher ups and they would take care of it for you but in this case instead of defending her and helping her they mm-hmm. felt the best way to help her was like, all right, fine, we'll just get you off TV yeah. or reach you off the internet. Yeah. Then.
1: So and it seemed like she did report it to them. She got some guidance and some help from them, from her agency. She obviously had her family and friends and boyfriend and stuff like that. But to me, it seems like it got to such a point where it was really, really, really bad, right? Obviously, and then they were like, man, this is like too much, like it's too much heat, blah, 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 or whatever. Where I feel like if you're trying to hold up whatever image of your brand that you want, Why would you not demonize that stuff instead? You're almost appealing to that base then of your fans who are
0: disgusting. No, absolutely. And it's like, it's, it's weird. It's so weird because part of me wants to defend Xbox, the global Xbox team and say, listen, they saw a fire in Brazil. And they were like, shit, we got to put this out quick because this is going to hurt our image and hurt our brand. Right. And because they're so removed from it, they were just like, we're canceling all of it. They're all fucking done. Right. Which is which is good because that's also punishing the people that fucked over what's her name? Isadora? Isadora, yeah. It's also punishing them because they lose their job. Mm
1: -hmm. Those
0: people that were the higher ups in Xbox Brazil, maybe not lose their job, but some of them did. Some of the people that helped produce that content, they got canned. Right. So is that a good thing? Maybe. But the way I'm looking at this is Xbox Brazil were the ones that decided to get to cut her out. Right. And then Xbox Global said, All right, this is too much. We gotta fucking the whole Brazil as a whole, you're done. Brazil, you're gone. Right. And they they basically just trashed it all. Now yeah. there's the other side of it where Xbox Global knew about all this shit going on. They made the decision to get rid of her, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, and I
1: can't I like I can't speak to any more specifics. Like what I what I gave you was Literally, what I had, I, I and I translated that entire Brazilian article um, with Google Translate and read through it. That those are the things that's particularly that's particularly that stuck out to me. Um, it, so I don't have any more information for you about it other than to me, this is seems utterly abysmal, um, and I think brings up a larger issue um, of not just societal things, but t- particularly in the gaming community of just like this toxic fucking culture around certain things um and specifically thinking that it's ever okay to send somebody death threats about anything or rape threats or whatever it is um about fucking content and like entertainment um yeah i just it's just wild to me and the fact that it has no traction within the gaming channels at least that i
0: follow um is really wild yeah i didn't hear anything about this And listen, like, I just want to point this out. Like, I don't want to get political on here. Like, we don't have to, like, get Mm -hmm. too political with everything. But you and I, we're not, like, social justice warrior, super, super, super liberal. Like, you know, we're not like that. Mm -hmm. But we are basically, we are liberal. Mm -hmm. And we are in agreement that people should do the right thing. And you should be a good human being, regardless. And this this is... Even if you're not, like, like if you're listening to this story and you're thinking oh, a bunch of social justice warriors are talking about this, like, they just want this this girl. She got death threats, boo-hoo. It's like, no, dude. This is, like, a real thing. This could happen to your mom. This could happen to your sister. This could happen to your wife. Right. In America, this could happen anywhere. Yeah. And it could happen to someone that you love. Right. would you, you know what I mean? Right. You'd and care my, yeah. then. And
1: my larger point is just that it's just, it's like a, it's like an, if we want to take just gaming itself, right? Besides the country where it took place, right? There is this institutional mindset to things within gaming that is like, you have to be this, you have to be this one way. And it's just, and if you're not, we don't like you, fuck you, die. I'm going to rape you, whatever it is. And it's like a little microcosm of the actual social culture around it. Nobody yep. deserves to get threatened or raped or anything like that. Be a decent fucking human being. Everybody should live the same thing. And you know what? We are liberal, but I would also I would argue more so that we're just we're more so very hard progressives. Like we believe in mm-hmm. equal opportunity. Like we believe in I don't know that healthcare is a human right that you should basically yeah exactly like basic human decency like exactly people should be able to live and not be fucking I don't know <laughs> threatened to get like it's just. That, to me, that's not like a fucking political opinion. That's like being a decent fucking human being. I don't know. Yeah.
0: No, and you're right. But part of it is also, it's not just gaming. It's it's the internet. And it goes back to the, the yeah. death threat topic from last week with Spider-Man. And people are going to send death threats over everything. People are going to send death threats to actors, to singers, to songwriters. It's just it's the world it's not just even the game you're right though there is like a thing with gamers where it's like you have to be this to be a gamer right you you can't do that you can't be a girl you can't do but the death threat part is very just an internet thing yeah so I think it all just goes back to that thing I said last week where it's people that don't know that the internet is a a real thing where you're actually saying something to someone on the other end right just because it's not a phone where you actually hear their voice Mm -hmm. they're
1: there on the other end Somebody's on the receiving end. It has a significant impact on that person, right? And in this case, besides whatever mental toll it took on her, right, which it obviously did, right, she shouldn't even have to deal with that. It also now cost her her job and her livelihood. So I hope those people are happy, and I hope Xbox, besides Xbox, I hope Xbox is happy. Because to me, if I was Phil Spencer, I would come out and say something about this. Oh, yeah. Right, Whether they're Xbox Brazil or not, this is a serious brand I'd issue. Fly, I'd fly her ass to America and give her a job in here. Yeah, this this is something that Xbox needs to talk about and address because, to me, this is a huge issue for their brand, right? The,
0: or it's not. Or it's not a huge issue because they've just swept it under the rug. Well, that's an even larger it issue should in and of itself. Yeah, that's an yeah. even larger issue in and of itself.
1: But anyway... I don't want to carry on too much, with that I just thought it was important. I wanted to talk to you because when I read it, I was like,
0: "I was like, yeah. this is fucking bad.
1: This is not." Dude, that's
0: that's some people's dream jobs. Can you imagine if we got hired for, as Xbox to be like a brand ambassador? Like that'd mm-hmm. be fucking awesome. Yeah. And if someone was fucking with me and sending me death threats, it's like when when the one guy from IGN, I forget his name. Then he was like the new guy, but he's not the new guy anymore. Um, Altano's boy, uh, Max Scoville. Oh yeah. When Max Scoville started IGN, he was getting death threats too, and like that was his dream job, I would assume. Like he, right. that would be our dream job. So right. if someone was sending me death threats, I'd be like, uh, "Hey HR, yeah, there's people online. You know what I mean?" And if I got fired for that, I'd be fucking, I'd be devastated. Yeah, and you shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. That's not your fault at
1: all. It's not. You, you can't control what other people say, right? And she did
0: nothing wrong, man. That's sad. Yeah, and it, it's just it's bad that's have for you
1: it's bad all right um all right our last kind of main topic before we uh get to our indie for the week and uh wrap up here because i know this is is gonna be a long one um but we had a lot to talk about um and a lot of heated things to talk about that's right we wanted to briefly um address something from last week and continue on with the conversation of just abysmal shit, I guess, in gaming just in just like shifting gears a little bit. Um, so last week or two weeks ago, no last week when the video came out um, and then the, the podcast, we discussed um, the story about C- CD Projekt Red, right, mandating mandatory crunch. Um, so overtime work um, for their developers and their workers to push out Cyberpunk, which is coming out in November. Yeah. Um, just about a month away, actually, which is not to fucking say that it's actually going to happen. I know. We um, received some criticism, which let me just preface by saying I don't think you or I ever have a problem with receiving, like, constructive criticism or feedback on things about how to, like, make stuff better or, like, you know, whatever it is. I don't think either of us have an
0: issue with that. No, um, this is a discussion based podcast where you and I talk. Right. We're gonna say we're gonna get things wrong, first of all. I can I can even tell you right now there's a couple of things that I got wrong last week that no one called me out on. And right. I if you called me out on it, I'd be like, You're absolutely right. Yeah. So I I can take criticism and yeah. you could take criticism. But yeah. we're know, humans, in we get things wrong. Yeah, exactly. Um, but in some instances, we did the research, we know what we're talking about, and right. people people give their view on something and that's fine mm-hmm. but i think we did a good job for this topic specifically weighing both sides of the argument about mandatory crunch right and i think we did a good job of defending cd project red and saying they're great for what they do in terms of giving their uh, employees a bonus at the end of the year based on the earnings of their of their project
1: mm-hmm. but also
0: they're bad because they, they went back on a promise where they said we're not going to do mandatory crunch and they did it anyway mm-hmm. yeah so
1: and we were just I don't even think we were necessarily trying to defend there or, or anything. We were just analyzing the different angles of it. Right. Absolutely. And, and we're always going to give our opinions on things and you always have people that disagree with you. And that's always fine. We, you and I disagree on quite a bit. You might not always yep. see it on the podcast, but we disagree about a great many things. Okay. That's true. And that is fine. You know, we can still have discussions about them and they still get heated and sure but at the end of the day everybody has their opinions but for this specifically we dissected what was reported right an article um and then you know we talked about like you said all the angles of it so we got criticism that we weren't doing our research that it's like fine because these people are contracted and things like that so i just wanted to kind of break down a couple of these things and then. I'll turn it over to you to read something specifically that I think you were referring to when we were responding to some of these things. Okay. Um, First of all, CD Projekt Red, like we said, is now mandating overtime work for their workers. That is bad. Nobody should be mandated to work overtime, right? I think that's a decent argument to make. Nobody should be mandated to work overtime, whether they're being paid for it or not, which we know Polish labor laws, right, mandate that they get paid for it, which they they are. Which we did the breakdown last week. That's both good and bad, right? Good they're getting paid, bad they're working overtime, okay? The argument that is a larger thing with contractual work, right? A larger issue with contractual work and that people who are contracted workers, right? Should expect that, right? Because they're on a contract and work can be inconsistent. And when you finished a project, that could be it, right? You
0: could be let go. You might not, you know, that's it. That's the end of your contract. My company that I work for right now Is a contractor company. We we hire all of our guys from unions. It's contracting work. So I I know. Yeah. I know how it is. I um not with my main job,
1: but in the summers usually I direct a show, which is a contracted work. At the end of that, that job is gone. I get that. I'm not mandated to work overtime, right? Do I work overtime? I absolutely do do because I fucking want to. It's my choice. I don't I don't see you for months
0: (laughs) at a time because you're so busy.
1: When I'm doing that, I'm doing that. And that's it. Yeah. Now, in the gaming world, it is an accurate statement to say that sometimes when projects end, right, the end of your contract, first of all, a lot of it is contracted, right? Especially smaller studios or even AAA studios with like a million different teams, right? They'll come on for this one thing. Um, That is accurate. It is not accurate to say that CD Projekt Red follows the same suit with a lot of their just in-house developers. They are a large, large, multi-million dollar studio right? That has multiple projects going on that is an employer, right? That offers benefits and things like that. I would venture to say that most of their employees are not there on contracted work. In fact, I would think that a lot of more of their producers and game directors more so are probably contracted than their actual developers. Okay. Yep. So to say that those workers should expect it is bullshit, especially when it's such a large studio with such a large market share, right? It is not controversial in my opinion to say hey you shouldn't make your workers fucking work overtime I think it's more controversial to say and come back and defend the fucking multi-million dollar company that is forcing their workers to work overtime when they shouldn't have to because you decided to fuck up your release schedule and you can't plan right there's always gonna be more work leading up to a project I get that I'm just saying you shouldn't mandate your workers to do that okay so it is a conversation of workers right versus like defending a large corporation okay
0: that I don't know that's what I know you're you absolutely right we had someone on Facebook comment and they said you know it's COVID-19 times right now we're in a pandemic people could really use that extra money they could really like they really could and you're right but this is a mandatory crunch meaning people don't get to make that decision for themselves there could be a family where a single mother and she has to go home to her kid and she has to take care of her kid. Well, granted, they might be working from home. I don't know what they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. But still, you can't work and take care of your kid at the same time. So what do, you, what do those what do those employees do? They have to work an extra day now. They have to pay for childcare an extra day. What about the people that don't wanna do, they just don't want to. They They're fine, they don't need the extra money. Why should they be forced to work an extra day? Now, granted, yeah, there are people that are like, yeah, I'm really hurting right now. This extra day is pretty good, right? But that's the thing; those people should have been able to opt in, and everyone else opt out. If there wasn't enough, then we'd have an issue. However, an argument that everyone seems to be bringing up is, "Oh, they made the decision; they all they all agreed; all the all the workers agreed." That's not true. That's not accurate. Yeah, Jason Schreier, who is a video games journalist, he's broken many many huge stories. If you don't know who Jason Trier is, you're not in games media, you're not right. in, like up to date with everything. And I'm not trying to say that in the same way we just talked about in the last topic where you're not a gamer, but um, he, he got actual interviews with employees at CD Projekt Red and they gave their stance and they gave their opinion of the whole thing. And they said it was never once talked about, it was never a discussion if mm-hmm. they were gonna do the crunch. It was right. just, we're doing it. It was an unspoken thing that they are going to do it. Yeah. They got I think what happened was their managers called them in. They had little mini meetings with their managers, like their their boss, and they were like, you got you guys are gonna have to crunch. That's how it is. Mm-hmm. And they did. So um
1: yeah and it's just it's a larger it's specifically related to CG product project project red, right? Besides the larger gaming community as a whole, there's a definitely issue with contract work. Um, you know, inconsistent work timelines, inconsistencies in work within game development. It functions a lot on that. Again, especially with smaller studios or larger AAA studios that have a lot of different teams, right? Not yep. saying it's not an issue. Totally is. Totally get that, right? But this is not this is a pattern we've seen with CD Projekt Red. This is not the first story about it. This is not the first person that Jason Schreier himself has interviewed that he has gotten information from about the toxic and abysmal fucking culture within CD Projekt Red. And I'm not yep. saying they're not a great studio because they fucking are, and they produce bangers, no doubt about it. Their team and their devs are fucking talented as shit, right? Yep. But at what cost, at what cost do you say, okay, all of you really talented is we're going to work you to the fucking bone, mandate you work overtime this extra day, right? Just so we can push out this product so that we can make more money, right? You're going to get a part of it. But at the end of the day, we're the multi-million dollar company. You're the worker. Right. Yeah. I know if my employer, right, promised and said, you know, we had this really bad work practice, we're never going to do it again. We promise you, we saw it was bad. We're sorry, right? Next project rolls wrong. They're like, sorry, we got to do it. I take full responsibility. Really sorry, dude. Like, I'm sorry. I told you I wasn't going to do it, but you know, we got, you know, you got to do it. I'm going to pay you for it, but hey, you got to do it. That's like,
0: in my they opinion. Wouldn't. They wouldn't pay them if they didn't have to. That's just oh, Absolutely I mean. they wouldn't. No
1: fucking
0: way they would.
1: No mm-hmm. way. Like I said last week, if this happened in the United States, you can go fuck yourself. You're not getting paid for it. No yes. way. That's, a, that's all I'm saying about it. I don't have anything else to say, except that first of all, don't criticize us when we absolutely did do our research, okay? Because
0: we and do it didn't even podcast. it didn't even matter if we did do research because we're just yeah talking. It's yeah. just a discussion. It and is. just you want a discussion? If you want to talk down below and say, "Hey guys, actually, you were wrong about this," or "Hey guys, you know, you should you know research this just a little bit more." But there was a little bit more to it. Go ahead. Don't be a fucking dick. We had a bunch of yeah. dickheads in the comments. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a
1: dick okay and also just don't just don't fucking i don't know just don't support like big don't defend fucking big corporations just like don't They don't need, need it.
0: defense. They, they don't, don't need, need defense.
1: It. They got multi millions or billions of dollars. CD Project Red doesn't need your fucking defense, okay? Same this way Amazon like, and Apple doesn't need your fucking defense. They're fucking dickheads run by
0: dickheads, okay? It's like fanboyism, but you you fanboy a company instead yeah. of a product
1: don't just don't do it and i don't have anything else to say about it okay to wrap up this week as we did last week and might do every week um we're gonna talk about a little indie game that we like in a little segment we call indie intel um last week we did haiku the robot this week brett i have a game for you that Mm -hmm. i think looks really cool um it's called she dreams elsewhere Okay. Okay. Um, she dreams elsewhere. Basically, what it is is a surreal adventure RPG about dreams and the extent to which they mirror reality. You play as Talia, and an anxiety-ridden comatose woman who delves into her dreams and confronts her inner nightmares in order to finally wake up. Unfortunately, some nightmares are harder to confront than others. That's the flavor text from them themselves. Um, yeah. So basically, it is. It's a. Uh, it's a. Narrative-driven game, um, dealing with kind of world themes such as mental health, um, identity combined with strategic turn-based combat, mind-bending levels, and a surreal, surreal, visually striking world ripe for exploration. Welcome to your nightmare. Enjoy your stay. Um, to me, what initially stood out is just the, first of all, the art and the art style of absolutely this game. Wow. Um, yeah. So we're definitely going to be throwing stuff up on the screen. Um, so absolutely you'll be able to see the art style right now. Um, and then again, similar to last week, this is done by a one human being studio. Now this person has more help um, collaborating on you know the, the music and some of the key art and stuff that's going on. But basically this one person studio, I believe, um, somebody from Ohio. Um, the studio's name is Studio Severe sorry if i'm pronouncing that wrong it's a one-man indie game development and film studio based in cleveland ohio and it was fi- founded in 2016 by i'm really sorry if i mispronounce these names but davion gooden well he was a senior in high school actually um so that's cool so this game's
0: i don't know how long it's been in development but this is a kind of their first game that they're doing well no he was a senior in high school at the time he founded the studio in 2016 right so right right he's seven so he's um, even younger than us three years younger than us
1: yeah about um yeah good, good for him and um this is their the, you know the first game that they're doing it's I, I think they've done other projects like uh commercials or videos or shorts and things like that um but it's the first video game that they're doing um and yeah i don't know i just i think it looks really cool um it is out already um so you can purchase this game and i believe hang on i'm gonna pull up the platforms. wait so. wait
0: wait! it might not be out i thought it was out no it says coming 2021 on the latest trailer
1: oh you're right you're right you're right sorry it must, must th- come out this year though yeah it was um and it's definitely coming to pc so steam um i think for both uh pc and mac uh, and in linux yep. um so Check it out. I think you can add it to your Steam wishlist. I actually believe I already did um, add it to my Steam wishlist. So so one of the things
0: that hits me, well, there's a couple of things that hits me, but the first thing that hit me is the flavor text you read. Um, Anxiety ridden. I've been diagnosed with anxiety. I know what it's like to have anxiety. It's the worst. It sucks. Mm -hmm. Um, So this seems like a game that might help me with my anxiety a little bit, and that'd be kind of cool. Or at least it might help someone that doesn't have anxiety see what it is like to have it yeah um, and then the other thing is confronting your inner nightmares to wake them up that reminds me of persona mm-hmm. it sounds very much like a trope in persona where you reach into your true self and you confront your sh- the shadow version of yourself and right um wake them up you know so mm-hmm. i think that's really cool too and then the artwork is it's made an rpg maker right which is so it's a awesome. typical Yeah, and it's the typical RPG maker, you know, look, but the art style is very unique and striking. It's black and white with like these cyan uh, elements. And then the battle system, there's screenshots of the battle system. It's like total earthbound, um, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: almost like Undertale, but a little more detailed than Undertale. But it's like earthbound, crazy. The key art, the artist does the key art, I believe, did all these character illustrations here. They look really cool. The background is really striking with the colors, the red, the blue, the cyan, mm-hmm. um, even the health bars with the cyan and the purple. Like this game just has some, some style to it. Yeah, and it's it's a it's it's it really stems from their color palette choice. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. If you go down and on their website and you look at the gift page, the gift section where it's like animated gifts, the backgrounds mm-hmm. are even animated and they there's like zigzag lines that like move and it really helps the, the colors complement that as well. Mm-hmm. But man, this looks pretty sweet. I'm gonna have to add this to my wish list. Yeah, definitely. And it's supposed to. It's gonna be coming out to um,
1: uh, Switch, Xbox One as well. It's gonna be on uh, Game Pass day one, um, which is in the FAQ, FAQ section. It'll be out on Game Pass, um, and it just. I think I think it's scheduled now for um, 2021. You said, but yeah. uh, in some of the places, it's, he, he's just like when it's finished, <laughs> which. Understandable, totally yeah. um, but I don't know if there is any way besides adding it to your wish list on Steam and stuff like that that you can support it. I don't think there is a Patreon, um, or uh, like a Kickstarter or, or anything like that. Um, but obviously you can follow the dev on Twitter. You can follow um, Studio. Again, Studios of Z-E-V-E-R-E. We'll put all the information in the description about how to connect with them, yeah. um, connect with them more. And um, yeah, it just, it looks awesome. It's something
0: we're interested in. And again, that's all this segment is, just us kind of talking about stuff that appealed to us. Absolutely. Listen, I'm a huge fan of, we're both huge fans of Persona. I've yeah. always wanted to give Earthbound a shot because it looks so interesting to me. Uh, I gave Undertale a playthrough. That game's awesome, so... If this is anything like that, I'm gonna have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. All
1: right. I think that'll do it. I think that's it. All right. I think we're done. Unless you have anything else to add
0: about anything. No, it was a good, good podcast. Nice long one. Uh, first long one back. Second yeah. one back. Um, yeah. But I think we talked about some good, some heavy shit. Some good shit. Um, yeah. You know. So yeah, had a yeah. good time
1: yeah so we um we just want to thank everybody again for tuning in um means a lot appreciate it um if you want to subscribe you know click that notification bell follow us on our socials all the information is in the description all that crap um and yeah that'll do it thanks everybody see you guys